and I for the love of the pride. You and I for the love of the pride. You and I for the love of the pride. All ready to ride for the love of the pride. It's a vibe though, blessed with survival. Get ready for the love, it's the pride of Cairo. You and I in our family ties. All ready to ride for the love of the pride. It's a vibe though, blessed with survival. Get ready for the love, it's the pride of Cairo. You and I in our family ties. All ready to ride for the love of the pride. I don't want any negative things to stick to the cardinal. didn't sit right with me as I walked into my fiance's home. The lights were dim and there was music playing in the background. Something just kept tugging at my soul to turn around and go home. But I just kept walking. I came over to surprise Bryson with my presence <laughs> and my kitty, of course. I was supposed to be in New York doing a photo shoot. As luck would have it, we finished early. So I took the first flight home to surprise my man. Opening the door to his bedroom, it was me who got the surprise of my life. What the fuck is going on in here? Brooklyn, oh, oh shit. Sheik was on her knees with the mouth full of my man's dick. I couldn't believe this shit. Once again, Bryson was cheating on me. But this time, it happened to be a colleague of mine that I despised. I snapped watching him pull himself out of her mouth. I don't know if that made me snap or the smile on Sheik's face when she stood up to turn to face me. I just walked back out the room and got Bryson's gun where he keeps it hidden in the house. Stormed back to the room and aimed the gun right at Sheik's head. The stupid smile on her face quickly disappeared as it was replaced with pure fear. The dumb bitch started screaming and begging me for her life. Uh Uh-uh. Too late, dummy. You should have thought about that before you decided to top my fiance off. Without any thought, I pulled the trigger. Brooklyn, are you crazy? Put that gun down. Get that bitch out my house before I get back. Bryson, that bitch is crazy. Nah, I ain't shoot her. I had too much to lose. I just wanted to wipe that smirk off her face. But I wasn't done. Bryson was going to learn to stop playing with my heart. I grabbed the knife from the kitchen and stormed outside. They're parked in the front with three of Bryson's luxury cars. I began slicing all of his tires. Then I popped one of his trunks and got a crowbar out. I went crazy on his windows. With each and every window I smashed, I just felt better and better until I wasn't even there anymore. My surroundings faded. All I could see was the crowbar and the windows I was smashing. When I came back to reality, three cop cars and a whole bunch of officers surrounded me. Bryson was outside standing there screaming for me to put the crowbar down. Hey, hey, don't hurt her! Satisfied, I threw the crowbar on the ground and stood still. Patiently, I waited for a cop to place me in handcuffs. The whole time, I just eyed Bryson. If looks could kill, he'll be dead. I hated his guts. What was I doing here? I asked myself as I was walking towards the dinner table. I did promise Wes he could buy me lunch if he saved me a trip to court. 
But how did I let him talk me into dinner? Maybe I should just turn around. I mean, lawyers lie all the time. Why can't this be one of those times? Just as I turned to leave... London? I turned back around and spotted Wes walking towards me. He looked so handsome in his black Armani suit. I'm telling you, this man was a model in his former life. You weren't bailing on me, were you? I'm a woman of my word, Wes. Of course not. I left something in my car. See? Lawyers lie all the time. But you know what? It's not even important. Wes gave me a leery look. As he did, he must have noticed how gorgeous I looked tonight, because his eyes lit up. Then he looked me up and down. In the middle of the restaurant aisle, Wes took my hand and spun me around. Absolutely gorgeous. He made me blush. A few people around laughed at us. Can you just take me to our seats, please? Of course, right this way. Wes led me to a private booth in this exclusive restaurant. I mean, only VIPs get reservations here. I was impressed, to say the least. Let me just tell you, I am so shocked you actually showed up. I thought you were going to make up some excuse about work to get out of our date tonight. This is not a date. Just two colleagues having dinner together. This is a date. You put on makeup for me and a dress. You don't even wear dresses in court. You look amazing. This is a date. He made me blush again. I couldn't help it. A little giggle escaped my lips. Was that a laugh? <laughs> Why, London? I didn't know you could do that. Excuse me, waiter! Wes grabbed the arm of a waitress walking How by. How can I help you? Can we have a bottle of champagne? We're celebrating a big <laughs> moment tonight. I got this woman to laugh. The waiter laughed herself as she agreed to bring us a bottle of champagne. Wes, calm down. You are doing too much. You want me to leave? No, no, no. Okay, I'll calm down. I'm just happy you're here is all. You know, London, this might be a shock to you, but I've had a crush on you since law school. A shock? That was not. So, why didn't you ever ask me out before now? Because you act like you hate me. I do not. London, you make it your business to beat me at everything. I do not. I'm just better than you at a lot of things. Well, everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it means anything to you, you are my biggest competition. And I actually get nervous when I know it's you I'm going against in court. What did London Carter admit to getting nervous on top of giving me a compliment? That's it. I'm buying this whole restaurant a bottle of champagne. We are celebrating tonight. <laughs> Wes, I'm serious. If you don't stop, I'm leaving. Okay, okay. I'm done. So gorgeous. Tell me something about you I don't know. The waiter came and took our order. Wes and I indulged in conversation that allowed us to get to know each other. It was hard to admit, but I was enjoying myself. I was enjoying him. It felt nice to talk to someone about something other than work. My only friends in life were my family. As the date was going better than expected, my phone just kept going off. Finally, I just had to excuse myself and check my messages in the bathroom. Three of them were from my dad, and one was from Brooklyn. This girl was arrested following behind Bryson's dumbass. Kane's attitude sucks, but he has every right to feel how he feels towards Bryson. I wonder why my dad loved him so much. Even so, Brooklyn was my baby sister and I had to get her out. 
I walked out of the restaurant and there was Wes leaning on my car. Were you even going to say goodbye? I honestly forgot I was on a date. Something about when my family calls makes me lose track of what I was doing for myself. Wes, I'm sorry, but I have to go. Let me guess, to get Brooklyn out of jail? How'd you know that? London, are you kidding me? My phone has been going off just as much as yours tonight, but I ignored it because I was having a nice time. I thought you were too. Wait, 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 wait. They called you for my sister? For misdemeanor charges? Even if she didn't have me as her lawyer, she would be out by midnight on her own recognizance. What? London, Brooklyn shot at someone. They have a witness in custody. That's on top of a million dollars in property damage. Your sister's not going anywhere tonight, London. I have to say, Wes telling me what Brooklyn's charges were had me kind of nervous. But I made a few calls, and as long as I kept my poker face on, I'll be walking out of there with my sister tonight. I can't believe she actually shot someone. Where did she get a gun from anyway? I parked my car in front of the station and hopped out. Wes parked right behind me and jumped out too. This was going to be interesting to say the least. Like always, I stormed into the precinct looking for my client. I didn't even ask this time. I knew she was in lockup and I wanted her out. Now. Ma'am, you can't go back there. It's okay, Jimmy. You wouldn't have been able to stop her anyways. Wes was following right behind me. I found this silly girl sitting in a cell looking pitiful. Great. Now, you think about your actions. London, what took you so long? Get me out of here. Why is it that whenever my siblings get in trouble, it becomes my responsibility to rescue them? She actually belongs in a jail. Just as I turned around to demand for Captain Chiba, he appeared. Tell me, Captain, is this the only precinct in the whole city of Atlanta? Why was my sister even taken here when there were three precincts closer to the incident? Go home, London. She's not going anywhere tonight. And as soon as we find that gun, best believe, we will be charging her. A smile graced my face while Wes pinched his nose. The only one that didn't know Captain Chiba messed up by telling me they never found a gun at the scene was Captain Chiba. Like, really? Don't you have to take a test for these kinds of positions? So, let's start at the beginning. You haven't charged my client, but you have her in lockup? Oh, oh, we charged her with destruction of property, disorderly conduct, and vandalism. Look, I'm just waiting for the gun to add to the list. We have a witness that states that Brooklyn Carter did indeed shoot at her. Yeah? Well, let me talk to that yeah, witness. Yeah, right! So you can bribe her to change her statement? Not in this lifetime. I don't have to question her. It's fine. I just want her arrested. For what? For trespassing. London, you are reaching right now. Furthermore, it has to be Brooklyn's property in order for it to have been trespassing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the house belong to Bryson Patterson? Yes. Yes, it does belong to Mr. Patterson, as well as Brooklyn Carter. They bought the home together. On top of that, I have numerous documentations of the witness in question, Sheik Niles, in confrontation with my client. So I'm pretty sure she did not want her in her house. Mrs. Niles states that Mr. Patterson did indeed invite her in the home. And I'm sure Mr. Patterson will state something totally different. Please, don't waste my time here with the he said, she said. I have receipts. Show me your proof. Furthermore, I am demanding the immediate release of my client because it is not a crime to destroy your own property. All three vehicles at the scene belong to my client. They are all in her name. 
And if she wants to slash her own tires, who are you to tell her she can't? Yeah, right. You made that up. Where is your proof? London, London. Sir, you cannot go back there. May I help you? Excuse me. I walked to the front of the precinct where Bryson was holding the proof I needed to get my sister out of jail. Quickly, I snatched the manila folder out of his hands and stormed to the back. I wiped out the paperwork that showed Bryson put my sister's name on all of his properties years ago as a show of good faith after being caught cheating once again, and the titles to the vehicles which my sister bought him as gifts through the years. Wes took one look at the paperwork and rolled his eyes. Let her go. Are you serious? We have a solid case. What case? This shows she destroyed her own property. There's no law that says you can't break glass in public. The only witness you have is a known rival of the famous and beloved Brooklyn Carter. Along with Bryson Patterson clearly not wanting to press charges, this case is a waste of my time. You don't even have the gun that supposedly Brooklyn shot at the witness. Without that, Lynn could easily argue that That bullet hole was there prior to tonight. This is hearsay. Let her go. And stop calling me for petty offenses. Excuse me. I want the witness arrested for trespassing. London, take your sister home. I'm not arresting anyone I know for a fact your sister shot at. He was right. I decided to cut my losses tonight. Chiba was mad, but once again, he had to cut my sibling loose. I walked out the front door to wait on my sister to be released and handed her her personal items. Moments later, Wes came out after me. Arrested for trespassing, huh? (laughs) You went easy on me tonight. You could have easily beaten me in there. Why didn't you? Not everything's about winning or losing, London. Sometimes the bigger picture is better than the victory. Besides, you were on fire. And I didn't know what else you were going to pull out of your bag of tricks. I'm tired, and I'm mad my date was ruined. (laughs) It wasn't a date. It was, and I want a do-over. Wes, I just don't have the time. People make time for the things that are important to them, London. Are you not important? Wes walked off to his car. I looked after him until he drove off. Well, well, would you look at that. London Carter has a crush on a white boy. Dad is going to love this. Fuck off. Not more than his daughter getting arrested for shooting at somebody. Besides, I don't have time for crushes. I'm too busy bailing my siblings out of jail. First Kingston. Now you? Who's next, Karan? Why doesn't anybody pick Kane out to be the bad apple? Please. Dad's golden child? Yeah, right. Both Brooklyn and I walked down the steps to my car. Where are we going? To a family meeting? No, those are only hell for Kingston's mess. (laughs) He said take you home. He'll deal with you in the morning. It's been weeks since I accepted C4's offer to push pills through campus. Man, I gotta say, it's been easy money so far. I run a very discreet operation. I only deal to students I know and they cop from other people. But I never meet them, and they never meet me. The cash flow is quick. C4 was impressed by how quickly I could move a load through campus. He was trusting me with bigger packages, and I was impressed with myself on how fast I could move them. Now, all I had to do was explain to my dad where I got the money from to move out my dorm. I didn't tell him yet, but I moved out my dorm room two weeks after working under C4. It was this luxury apartment not too far away from campus that I had my eyes on. Very plush and luxury. 
perfect for the young prince. However, I hadn't told my dad or the school I moved out my dorm. I subleased my dorm room to someone who was asked out when it came time for the semester to start. Look, they were very pleased with the deal. And to put extra money in my pocket, renting out my dorm room for a decent price. Young Prince. C4 walked into my apartment. I knew he was coming, so I left the door open, and he was here to collect his money. What's up, man? <laughs> Nothing crazy. Yo, what's going on with you? I'm shaking. I threw him the duffel bag full of money. I never shorted him before, so C4 trusted me and didn't even check it. Besides, we were practically family. He knew I would never. Hey, what you got going on tonight? Studying. Man, why? What's up? Yo, there's this party tonight I wanted to take you to. You know, introduce you to a couple of my people. Nah, nah, I'm good, bro. I told you. I'm only dealing with you. I can't explain the money I have now. What's gonna happen if I move up? My dad's gonna figure things out. Hi, right, man. Say less, young prince. But hey, my people are impressed with your work, and they want to meet you. I mean, I can make something up for tonight, but they're gonna want to meet you sooner or later. <sighs> I was way over my head. But... The money was too easy to give up. It wasn't attached to any rules or lectures like money from my dad was. All right, all right. If I have to go and shake a couple hands to stay in the game a little longer, I'll go tonight. But I'm not taking on nothing else. I'm already behind in my schoolwork. Yo, that's not from me. That's from you throwing them wild-ass parties every night. <laughs> you heard about those? Come on, young prince. I hear about everything in these streets. C4 walked out my apartment with the duffel bag. I was fucked. If C4 heard about my parties, I know Kingston had to. Why oh why did I have to attend these functions? I hated them. I mean, I get it, my dad is running for city council, but did I have to be present for the announcement of the running mates? Yes, because here I was sitting at the table with a bunch of people I didn't know waiting to hear who my father was running against. Is this seat taken? Out of all the seats here, this girl had to find one next to me. Does it matter? No, it didn't, because she sat down before I answered her. Nope, not really. I told you, if you wanted to give me the power to bother you, I was going to use it. And why is that? Because you refuse to take any of my advice when dealing with the press, and that bothers me, so I have to return the favor. Nephi actually looked cute today. She didn't have on that obnoxious red lipstick. She had on a soft nude color. I actually like the natural look. Well, you know, if you must, I can't blame you. I am hard to resist. <laughs> Flattering yourself? I mean, if not me, then who? Oh, please. I bet you have tons of women on standby ready to feed that big ego of yours. Nephi, we not talking about them at the moment, are we? I found myself flirting with her and enjoying her squirm in her seat to keep up. You're not, but I am. Well, don't. You know, it could be about you at the moment. She smiled, rolled her eyes, then turned to pay attention to the speaker that just took control of the mic. All I heard was blah, 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 blah. As I stared at the smoothness of Nephi's cocoa brown skin, her full lips that I'm sure could do more than just run her mouth, and her beautiful, almond-shaped eyes. Damn, I think I was feeling this girl. Did I miss anything? My mother asked that she sat on the other side of me. She had a fashion show today. Asia promised my father she would come right after. But still, like, where in the hell are my brothers and sisters? Nah, man, you just in time. 
The speaker announced all of the running mates. But for some reason, my mother froze when they announced that uh, Captain Mark Chiba was running also. Like she stopped in mid-clap when they announced his name. Ma, you okay? You seem bothered. Asia snapped out of her trance and continued clapping, even though the speaker finished announcing the running mates and walked off the stage. The rest of the evening was supposed to be spent on my dad doing meet and greets with everyone who came out to support him. Yes, honey, I'm fine. Then why are you still clapping? Asia looked down at her hands like she didn't know what they were doing. My mother, who was always poised, she seems out of it right now. Um, where's your father? I'm not sure, Ma. He was over there talking to some people. Now nah, I don't see him. Asia got up from the table. Shortly after, she found my father shaking hands with some people who crowded around him like he was the president of the United States. My mother cleared them all away from him in a very polite manner. When they all left from around my father, I watched as she aggressively whispered something in his ear. My father placed his hands around her waist and walked to the back. You see that? I'm not blind, girl. Yes, I saw that. First off, I'm not your girl. Second of all, we need to eavesdrop on what's going on. Eavesdrop? Yes. A part of my job is to stay informed. Clearly, your mother knows something your father is not sharing. We need to find out. You, not me. My job is to market whatever my father's selling. Your job is to clear his name in the public. Suit yourself. Stay here with these boring strangers. I'm going to find out what's going on. And don't ask me what I know when I do. Nephi got up and walked towards the back where my parents went. I looked around the table and seen I was still surrounded by strangers. Man, fuck it. I got up and caught up with Nephi. As soon as we got close enough to hear my mother and father's voice, we stopped and hid behind the wall. So this is what this is about? Competing with Chiba? I thought you were done with this. You said you let it go. I don't know what you're talking about, Asia. Oh, you don't? Then tell me why the hell would one of the most successful men in Atlanta run for a position that doesn't pay him what he makes in a month, let alone a year? Asia, I explained this to you already. This is a stepping stone into politics. Get over yourself. No. Who do you think you're talking to? This is a stepping stone towards revenge. And I will not sit here and support you while you make a mockery of this race or your family. Everything is not about you. This conversation is over. If you don't want to be here, please leave. Nephi and I quickly walked back out to the party when we heard my mother's heels clicking on the floor. We knew we wouldn't be able to get too far before she caught up to us. So, you know, we pretended to dance on the floor, not too far from where we were hiding. Man, she walked right past us and didn't even know it. <laughs> Tell me that wasn't fun and informative. Look, I would have rather not heard any of that. It left too many questions. Shortly after, my father walked out. He was also too upset to notice Nephi and I standing a few feet away. Well, my job is to get the answers to those questions. I hate being caught off guard. Oh, yeah? So let me get this straight. You're nosy and you hate surprises. <laughs> Anything else I need to know about you? Nephi looked up at me with those big, beautiful, almond-shaped eyes of hers. I think she caught my drift. Yeah, I was flirting heavy. I think I just enjoyed watching her squirm every time she realized I was flirting with her. Yes, I hate playing games. 
Pride of Cairo was written by Ejani Kamau, produced and directed by Ejani Kamau and Hanif Wynn. Cairo Carter was played by Jeremiah Blunt. Asia Carter was played by Courtney Jones. Kane Carter was played by Hanif Wynn. London Carter was played by Latoya Ransom. Kingston Carter was played by Jason Frazier. Brooklyn Carter was played by Raven Noble. Karan Carter was played by Zodu Moogs. Captain Sheba was played by Dwayne Bradshaw. Wes Hughes was played by Nick Meyer. Nefertiti Allen was played by Siv Jones. C4 was played by Dewan Williams. Farrah Wright was played by Taisha Schufer. Bryson Patterson was played by Zodu Moogs. Additional background vocals provided by Khalil Laporta and Christian Guillermo. For the Love of the Pride of Cairo was written by Joseph Buchanan. The Pride of Cairo was recorded at Patchwork Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Sound design for the Pride of Cairo was done by Christian Guillermo. The Pride of Cairo was mixed and mastered by Christian Guillermo from a shiesty major. Promotional visuals was provided by Fame of Plan B Marketing. Additional vocals provided by Luther Banks. The Pride of Cairo is streamed on all podcast platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Follow us on all social media at The Pride of Cairo. Follow us on Patreon to receive all exclusive content and early bird access to new episodes. We appreciate all y'all support. Catch us on the next episode. Peace.